You are listening to Opening the Tent, Stories of Jewish Belonging, an original podcast produced by the NYU Bronfman Center for Jewish Student Life. Our guest today is Chloe Finder, Shaband Coordinator of Kesher Reform Jews at NYU. So hello and welcome. Hi. Um, so our first question today, do you remember the first time that you were fully cognizant of your Jewish identity or expression, the way you practiced or the way that you were perceived by others? You know, I grew up um, in a Jewish family, uh, very proud Jewish family. Um, my grandparents are Holocaust survivors. My dad is a Jewish studies professor. In terms of like culture and history, I've always felt very connected to that part of myself. But when it comes to practicing in a community, that's where it got complicated. There was like one synagogue in town because it's the South. And we had like a feud with the synagogue because my dad and some other parents uh, started a Jewish day school that I went to when I was little. But it only lasted a couple of years because for some reason it wasn't like endorsed by the rabbi. And so my parents were very bitter about it. And so uh, for like high holidays and um, my B'nai Mitzvah, we did that with the um, University Hillel, the UVA Hillel. Um, but we didn't really have like a Jewish community. Um, and that's something that I really wanted to explore coming to school. Um, and in fact, it's something I looked for when I was applying to colleges. Like, where can I go to a school that I know has a Jewish community. So I thought, ah, school in New York would probably have one. Bronfman is really the first time that I felt like communally Jewish. Um, and I'm really in love with that. I think there's something really beautiful and powerful about being able to connect with people over something that shapes so much of my experience and um, the way that I think about things. You don't really find that kind of thing in Virginia. So um, I've been really lucky in that way. My path in terms of intersectionality is maybe a little bit less thorny than some other people's. Um, I think partially because I never when I was younger, was never really a part of a like Jewish community. I, um, in a way, was very fortunate in that I didn't ever really run into this notion that you can't be queer and Jewish, right? So I think that's why I never had that conflict of you have to be one or the other, because I wasn't ever in a community that said you can't be that. In fact, uh, when I was maybe 13, 14, um, I did the most nerdy thing possible, which is I went to a Jewish literature summer camp at the Yiddish Book Center in Massachusetts. We were put into different tracks of study, and one of mine was like romance and like love. And I was like, oh, that's gonna be so boring. And then we read Yentl, and we read the play God of Vengeance, and those two texts are both really uh, queer, especially when it comes to ideas of like gender and gender roles. 
And so that stuff just like totally confirmed for me this idea of like, oh, yes, like God of vengeance. You have this openly joyous uh, lesbian relationship. And that was written in like 1911. So like, obviously this is an established fine thing. And I mean, Yentl, ugh, I could talk forever about like, there's so much interesting stuff, the interplay between gender and sexuality and tradition and how for Yentl, those things all blend together so perfectly. Ugh, it just really set me up for success. Uh, and then at the Bronfman Center, uh, I met a lot of really cool and interesting very proud Jewish and queer people, especially a lot of non-binary people. I had never thought to apply that idea to myself. I was struggling with gender, especially in the second half of high school, but I never really kind of put two and two together that like I could, like non-binary could be a thing for me. In my freshman year, I was like, oh, that, that's me. Like, I see myself in this space. That's like so incredible to me. And I just wish that like, that could be um, something that everybody experiences is like that kind of very welcoming open space where they can like see themselves and even see part of themselves that they didn't realize were there. Like that's such a special thing. And I think that's why I, that's partially why I'm so loyal to the Bronfman Center. Thank you for listening. This episode was produced by the Beehive Story Collective. Follow the Bronfman Center on Instagram for new episodes.